The didgeridoo means it's time for the Australian News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McCarran from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, 21st of April, 2013. I'm back. You are back. And welcome, folks, to the Australia Desk for episode 245. Grant, where were you last week? You know, uh, Jonesy stepped in and he opined that you might have had man flu. Yeah, no, it was uh, more just a vicious headache and unable to concentrate on anything. So I had to have an early night. Not quite migraine status, but definitely not up to um, my usual witty repartee of the Desk, shall we say? Well, don't worry. I thought Jonesy did a good job. You know, in fact, if we could just draft him every week and we found one other person you and I could take every Sunday night off. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thought, actually. That, that could be kind of fun, man. I mean, you know, taking some time off and working on everything else we've got to do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, let's get on with this week's news. Well, it's all Qantas this week and uh, they've been showing off their new crew uniforms. Now, Grant, everybody who knows me knows that I am a fashion heathen, but uh, I've got to say, these new Qantas uniforms, apart from the men's ties, I'm not too big on those, but the rest, well, they look pretty snazzy. What do you think? Yeah, not too bad. I wasn't that sure about the hats, but um, apparently the staff wanted them. But, you know, I do have an ace up my sleeve here and I uh, recruited someone to give me a hand and watched the uh, catwalk videos and looked at the photos with my lovely lady, Kit, who is, of course, into fashion and uh, did fashion design as one of her courses. So, uh, yeah, we had a chat and as she said, it was quite nice. Uh, Didn't look too bad, reasonably stylish. I immediately noted that uh, the Trekkies in the universe would be quite interested in them because they are rather next-gen looking at times, especially the uh, shirt that Miranda Kerr was wearing. But uh, while they are quite up with the modern times and looking pretty good and uh, nice use of the red angular slash and triangle of the uh, Qantas brand on the tails, so to speak, as Kit said, you wouldn't want to be um, perhaps a little dumpy and wearing one or uh, she's not sure just quite how flattering that'd be on someone of, shall we say, normal body style. Not everyone is as... uh, classically built as the folks were on the runway. Uh, they were all quarter staff, including Miranda Kerr, who is the ambas- one of the ambassadors. But uh, yeah, look, they did have quite a few to choose from to select the ones that had uh, reasonably trim bodies, shall we say? Now, these new uniforms were designed by Paris-based Australian uh, fashion designer Martin Grant. And I say that like I know who he is, but uh, as I said, I know nothing about it. But here's what he had to say about the design of the new uniforms on radio this week. As the inspiration, I've taken the iconic Qantas logo, which is the red triangle. So I've taken quite classical dark, dark navy suitings, for example, and put a red triangle on the lapel. Grant, have you got any idea what he's talking about? Sadly, I kind of do, but that's mostly in the same way that Kit has learnt about aviation through osmosis and uh, just happening to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. So too, I've learnt a little bit about what these guys are talking about, which is really scary. And so I've taken the red, the Qantas red, uh, which is a quite orange... Well, Oh, good on you, Martin. I've got no idea what you're talking about there, mate, but the, <laughs> he has done a good job and uh, they, they do, I, you know, the men's ties, I don't know about those, but the rest of it, uh, very, very interesting. And, uh, you know, it came out that Martin Grant went to Nunawadding High here in Melbourne and uh, that's significant to me because my mother went to Nunawadding High and she's not a fashion designer. So good on Qantas. I guess it was time for an upgrade and uh, I reckon that looks pretty good. And interestingly too, Grant, I noticed the Jetstar uniforms were included in the uh, the fashion walk there. The only thing <laughs> that I found weird was the undersoles of their shoes are red. Like something out of uh, The Wizard of Oz, maybe. I must admit, I hadn't actually quite looked at that area. I I guess I was distracted by the uh, red triangular sashes and so on on the um, jackets. Uh, But anyhow. You were too busy being distracted by Miranda Kerr, just be honest. 
yeah, these ones are quite different compared to the old, and it'll be interesting to see how they look on people in reality. Yes, absolutely. Well, let's move on to uh, matters military. Now, uh, now we've talked in the past about the Royal Australian Navy's attempts to purchase some new helicopters, and in fact, they were looking at the uh, the Super Sea Sprites, and uh, we reported uh, a few, probably a couple of years back now, that that program had ended up being shelved. Uh, the Royal Australian Navy had uh, had a, a different idea about how to operate those with a crew of two, I think, instead of a traditional crew of three. Couldn't make it work and it was quite controversial, cost of fortune, and uh, those aircraft were shelved. And we didn't really hear much more about it, but the New Zealand uh, government has found them and they've decided to buy eight of them at a cost of $200 million Australian dollars grant, which is about $240 million Kiwi dollars. That's right, mate. And the uh, I guess the Kiwis have got a little bit of cash now that Draken have purchased the uh, Markies and the A4s from storage, but the uh, the Kiwis are already running sea sprites. They're running them the same way as everyone else around the world does, crew of three, and they're not trying to make them two crew operations as the Australians were, which caused all sorts of problems as they tried to squeeze all the software and controls and everything into one panel for two crew rather than having the, um, I believe it was the taco down the back and so on. So the Kiwis have taken the old RAN ones and they're going to uh, make sure they're uh, standard operational and bring them back into line and yeah, make use of them, which I think is great because they were sitting there not going anywhere for a while, which was a shame. Yeah, absolutely. Now, of course, this program uh, at the time it was audited uh, not long before it was canned uh, had uh, run up bills of uh, $1.4 billion Australian dollars. So a very expensive program considering that uh, it never came to fruition here. And of course, uh, the Royal Australian Navy has gone with the uh, the SH-60, the Seahawk, uh, which makes much more sense in my opinion because, well, we've already got a fleet of those and we've got lots of Blackhawks here as well. So to me, that makes sense. But there you go. What would I know? Uh, these, <laughs> now, there were so many uh, failures with this system uh, when they were trying to make it work uh, that, uh, you know, obviously that's been brought up in the press over there. But uh, the New Zealand Defence Minister, Jonathan Coleman, has uh, been quoted as saying that he is acutely aware of the Australians' problems with the sea sprites, but uh, he's uh, not concerned about it too much at all. As you say, Grant, they're already operating the type over there and and uh, I'm sure the Kiwis will benefit greatly from having eight more of them in their hands. Indeed, indeed. This is like the A4 Skyhawk all over again, mate. The Aussies sell them to the Kiwis, and then I wonder if they'll wind up leasing them back, operationally back. <laughs> well, you never know. Well, let's just make sure that Helen Clark just doesn't become Defence Minister. No, not much chance of that, mate. Now, uh, getting back on our side of the Tasman, uh, Grant, uh, Bush airstrips call for $20 million, says this article here in The Australian by aviation writer Steve Creedy, one of our favourites. What's going on there? Well, based on the success of the regional aerodrome development fund that uh, Western Australia set up to help keep uh, aerodromes operational out in the boonies of that enormous uh, state that Ben Jones comes from, as you guys were discussing last week. The Australian Airports Association says that uh, because half of their uh, regional airports are running at an annual loss, council owners struggling to find the money to upgrade facilities, all the other issues that are coming up at the moment, they're saying the federal government should uh, put into a uh, central fund for uh, maintaining and upgrading the, uh, as they say, bush airstrips. Now, it's interesting here, Grant, that we've got yet another aviation lobby group wading into the uh, political situation here as the election looms. And when I say looms, it's still five or six months away. Good Lord. Mate, but it's looming. It's looming. It's just distant. Did I mention a couple of weeks ago it's going to be a very long year politically? But uh, good on them. I would (sighs) say that uh, $20 million on the surface of it wouldn't seem like that much to ask for. Now, WA uh, politically is uh, not going to get a lot of money because um, on current polling, the uh, government's not 
not going to win any seats over there by the looks of it. So they're not bothering to uh, put a lot of money over there, but good luck to them. And the other problem is if the other side gets in, well, they already think they're a shoe in so they don't think they need to spend any money. So <laughs> I don't know how they're going to go getting it. Um, and WA is probably the richest state in Australia at the moment. It's where all the wealth is being generated. So, um, you know, really, I think they should be getting some money to improve their infrastructure and uh, make sure those airports stay open. One of the things that, uh, you know, governments should look at is the, the economic benefits to any community, particularly remote communities uh, out, in, out in, you know, regional Australia where, you know, you're hundreds and even thousands of kilometres from anywhere else. You've got to have a look at the the economic benefit to any town of having an airport there. And okay, on the, on the surface of it, the airport itself might lose a bit of money, but uh, how much money does it help to bring into a community? That's what they should be looking at, in my opinion. Totally. Uh, you've got to look at the bigger picture and also the essential services aspect when you get floods, when you get natural disasters or other emergencies. And half the time, the roads are either too long or cut off. Uh, the only access is via the air. And that's suddenly where an airport is very essential to have. And as they're saying, it's working in WA. Let's make it work around the country. They're also saying that the local councils and airport owners will be putting in money anyhow. And uh, the idea here is that the uh, federal government puts a dollar per dollar equal amount up to uh, match whatever the uh, local council or owners are able to put up. Actually, good to see some people lobbying for aviation uh, this time around. We haven't seen this quite so actively, I think, in previous uh, elections, certainly not in the time that we've been uh, doing this sort of coverage grant. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the, the industry will uh, find a, a louder voice. It's it's certainly well needed. I noticed here too, Grant, that they were actually uh, calling on the government to take note of technology changes and quieter aircraft, having those taken into consideration when uh, considering the uh, movement caps at Sydney. Good luck with that, guys. You'll, <laughs> that might be a little bit too ambitious. Just stick with the 20 million. I think they'll have far more <laughs> chance of getting that. Well, that's about everything we have for you this week. There you go, Grant. Three quick stories and some uh, some pretty upbeat, positive news this week. Good to hear. Yay! I'm always up for some positive news in aviation. I'm even more happy to report on positive news related to my aviation, but we may have to wait a little while for that. You come over here and help me study for my positive aviation at the moment, Grant. I'm plowing through study manuals at the moment. Did you know they have these things called GPS? Oh, dude! Next you'll be telling me you've got a radio you can put in the aircraft. Oh, right, yeah, absolutely. You don't even have to pedal to use it. I tell you what, it's just not <laughs> like the good old days, mate. <laughs> no, no, back when you were hanging with Smithy. <laughs> well, heading back to uh, look at the study manuals until next week. I'm Steve Vish. And I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks.